And Lord, I pray that you'd help me to say exactly what you'd have me to say. I pray all this in your name. Amen. Well, as Pastor said, I get married in 10 days. If you ask Kaylin, it's nine. But if, but if you count it, it's 10. She was like, you don't count the day it is or the day of the wedding. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't count one or you have to count one or the other. So anyways, I say it's 10. She's probably watching online right now. It's nine. But that's okay. Um, Hosea chapter 10. We're going to start in the book of Hosea. But before we get started, I want to say this. And that is that God has a plan for our church. He has a plan for every single one of us that are sitting here. And that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. You know, to be honest, I feel like the community is probably more ready to hear the gospel than ever before. I mean, we've been thinking about things that we don't normally think about. I mean, death has been on our mind. I mean, it has to be with everything that's going on. And honestly, I truly believe that that our community is more ready for our church than it ever has been before. So let's pray, and we'll get started. Lord, I thank you for this day. I pray you give me wisdom. Pray also in your name. Amen. Um, looking at the book of Hosea, I just want to give some background on the book of Hosea. Okay? And for one, the Israelites at that time, they were prospering. They were doing really well, but they weren't following God. If you look at Hosea chapter 5, verse 7, it says this. It says, They have dealt treacherously against the Lord, for they have begotten strange children. The word dealt treacherously here, I looked it up. I was like, what does that even mean? It, it, it means like broken wedding vows. When we get saved, and the Israelites, and us even today, we have a relationship with God. But the people were literally turning their back on God. They were sinning against him, and they were prospering. Everything was going great. Everything was going well in the land, and they were doing really well. But they were sinning against God. Hosea was preaching to them, saying, listen, if you don't get your heart right with God, things are going to happen. God's judgment is going to come. And Hosea was preaching this to them and preaching it to them, but God said they were dealt, dealt treacherously against him. That means they were breaking their vows to him. They were constantly sinning. They were constantly turning their back on God. You know, one of my favorite things about the book of Hosea, I mean, it's pretty intense. But God told Hosea that he was going to be the one prophet who gets to feel how he felt. And it's a pretty intense story. I know most of you probably already know it. But Hosea was told in, in chapter 1 of Hosea, he was told he had to marry a woman. And his, her name was Gomer. And he had to marry this woman. And, and they had children together. And she ended up cheating on him. She was a harlot. She was doing wrong. And in chapter 3, God told um, Hosea to go buy her back. The world had, was done with her. They threw her out. And you know what? They were selling her. And God told Hosea, go back and buy your wife. I mean, that's amazing love. And God said, that is how I feel. You're sinning against me. You're doing wrong against me. You're breaking your vows toward me. And God said, Hosea, that's how I feel. 
And it's an amazing picture of how, when we sin, what we're doing to God. But anyways, that's not the message tonight. So, Hosea chapter 10. I'm going to try to keep it brief. Uh, we have a game afterwards. But Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, this is what it says. Sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. The first, set, the first sentence there says, sow to yourself in righteousness and reap in mercy. If you're doing right, God will have mercy on you. But that's not the message again, so we're going to move on. The next phrase, it says, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. So what is fallow ground? Um, if you're a farmer, you probably know what it is, and most everybody probably knows what it is. But I looked it up, and as a noun, it means usually cultivated land that is allowed to lie idle during the growing season. As a verb, it means to plow, harrow, break up land without seeding. As an adjective, it means left untilled or unsown after plowing. So from all these definitions, the one thing that's all in common is it is hard ground. It is, it is ground that is unusable. It is ground that can't be used when, when you're farming. You cannot use it. You know, you, you've heard the parable of, of the, the guy with the seeds in, in Matthew. When he's throwing out the seeds and he, it falls on the way ground and and it's hard ground. And, and it won't grow. It won't do anything. The birds, they come and eat it. And how, follow ground is the same thing. It is ground that is unusable. And God here, he, he compares them. He says, listen, this is what you need to do. You need to break up your follow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. In uh, Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3, we see the same, same command. It says, For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. So what is God saying by break up your fallow ground? What does that mean? What it means is we need to get rid of our sin. Because we are fallow ground when our lives are full of sin. When our lives are full of sin, when we're when we're when we're, we're doing wrong, when we're gossiping, when we're you name it, when we're looking at things wrong on our phone, when we're watching entertainment we should not be watching, that's follow ground. You're literally holding yourself, and you are making sure that you are unusable to God. So that's what we're talking about tonight. We need to break up our follow ground because not only is follow ground unusable, and you're going to be like, wow, that was profound, Blake, after I say this, because you're going to be like, that's the same thing. It's not only unusable, but it's unused. God can't use a life full of sin. He won't use a life full of sin. In um, Psalm 66, 18, what it says and I'm sure most of you know this verse we should it says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me here's the truth if we're holding our sins and we're 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 allowing our sins to 
to stay in our lives and we're not willing to get rid of our sins, what we're doing is we are follow ground. But okay, here's how most Christians treat it. Okay? Here's what they'll do. Follow ground, they'll take the top layer off. They'll break up the top layer. But that doesn't work. Because what happens is when you, when, you, when you break up that top layer, you know what happens? It starts spurting, it starts growing, but then the roots have nowhere to go. And it dies anyways. And a lot of times in our lives we'll say, well, God, you can have this sin because I'm okay with getting rid of that. You deal with me about it, taken care of. Hey, God, you can have this sin because this one's not too bad. And you know what? It wouldn't make me too uncomfortable if I got rid of this sin. So, hey, deal with me on this and we'll take care of it, God. But there are things in our lives that are more deep, are more intense. And we want to hold on to those. We're comfortable with them. God, you can deal with me on all this, but not this right here, Lord. Well, the truth is that doesn't work. Here's the truth. God really wants to use us. God has a plan for us. God has a plan for this church. But you know what? We've got to get rid of our sins before we can do that. Logan, Addie, Zoe, uh, wow, Gracie, I'm sorry. Michael, you know what? God wants to use our team group. But the truth is he can't use us if we're full of sin. He really can't. And is it worth it? Is it? Honestly, are our sins worth God not growing our church, not growing us personally? Truly ask yourself that question because you know what? We say it is through our actions. But here's the good news. Hosea chapter 13 verse 9, it says this. O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. You know, at the end of the day, listen, our sins are destroying our lives. Our sins are just like follow ground. It's unusable, and God can't use it. But you know what? At the end of the day, if we're willing to confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. If we're willing to give up our sins, he said he is, his, he is our help. He will help us through. He will make those things. He will help take care of those things. So that's the question. Is it worth it? Are our sins in our life worth not growing forward? And I don't know what sins we have in our lives. I, I mean, I know mine, and I know God has dealt with me, and he deals with me on those. But you know yours. You know what God needs to take care of in your life? And pastor used this verse just recently. Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24, it says this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This should be our prayer every single day. Every single day we said, should say, search me, O God, know my heart. Try me, know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And if there is, help me to confess it. Help me deal with it. Because here's the truth. God is ready to use us 
And God, I believe the community is ready for the gospel. But we have to be right with God. We have to deal with our sins so that we can break up that follow ground and grow. I'm going to pray and we'll be done. I said I'll keep it short tonight. So, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everything you've given to us, Lord. I just thank you uh, for the time. I pray that you'd help uh, something I said tonight to have uh, helped someone. I pray all your name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Blake. Um, I just wanted to add one thing. Um, don't worry. But uh, Psalm 51, I, I've been reading in my Bible reading. Uh, I'm going through 2 Samuel, and I just came across when David committed that sin, that horrible sin with Bathsheba, which led to the murder of Uriah, which led to a whole bunch of deceit. Well, then you come to Psalm 51, and Psalm 51 is David's confession after Nathan the prophet confronted him and said, Thou art the man, you the man, David. Now, the first time that you the man was said was not in a good context. You didn't want to be the man in that in that uh, scenario. Well, and here's Psalm 51, and it goes really along with exactly with what Brother Blake was saying. In verse number uh, 10, after his confession, he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. In other words, please forgive me of my sin. And then he says in verse 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. And then here it is. Verse 13, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Um, when Christians are right with the Lord, then we're able to be used by the Lord to get the gospel to our community and to those around us. But when we're living in our sin, we're not going to be effective for the Lord. And so thank you for that challenge this, this evening.